Good afternoon. This is Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise, where we talk about anything that's of interest to an embedded developer. I'm here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, my guest is Chris Neal, and he is a Senior Vice President with Maxim Integrated, but he's also the head of Maxim Ventures, which is where I want to go here. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm great, Rich. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. So I've been working with Maxim for years and years and years. Uh, should I be embarrassed that I'm not familiar with? <laughs> there you go. Should I be embarrassed that I don't know what Maxim Ventures is? I don't think so. Uh, we started that about five years ago, and you know I was running the industrial medical group at Maxim, and we were looking for new growth areas, and we wanted to try to to find new growth areas in IoT. Uh, places where our small size or low power or you know high performance sensors could be used, and uh, we decided to set up Maxim Ventures as a way of exploring those kind of new areas. Okay, so go a little further. I, I, are you funding other people? Are you funding internally for ideas? How does that work? Yeah, so the idea is to to look at kind of the the next wave of products and make some. Is making the systems right um, for that next wave for two reasons. One is to kind of understand if they have new technology needs, and the other is just to understand how those markets are going to unfold. So technology and markets, and we make investments, uh, typically Series B investments in startups uh, in the medical space. Um, you know, somewhere between two hundred fifty thousand and a million dollars, and uh, we've made about. Uh, 15 or 16, you know, separate investments over the past. Now, these companies you're investing years. in, are they producing end products, or are they producing components that go into end products? Yeah. See, that's the that's the difference I think with with our corporate venture group here is we're looking at we're not investing in the component maker. We're investing like us. We're looking at the companies that can use our components. So we're investing in system level companies. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. So you're investing in potential customers. Yeah, and that's right. Potential customers and trying to find other ways of capturing some of the value that we help create. As a component maker, you know, you help create the value by making enabling products. And we just wanted to have some investments in these companies as well to capture some of the value they create. And to date, has it, has it all been in the medical space? We started out looking at uh, a variety of spaces, uh, but we pretty quickly focused on medical. So of the 15 investments we made, 13 are medical or fitness related. So do any of those have end shipping products at this point? Oh, yeah, a few of them do. Uh, you know, uh, one of them is a digital stethoscope with a, with a built-in, um, you know, uh, it has audio in it, and obviously, and has ECG built into it, and it, help can, it can help diagnose typical, you know, typical kind of heart murmur situations, which is great if uh, you're a pediatrician. Not really used to hearing heart murmurs. There's a company called Unaliware. Um, another makes a product uh, for monitoring COPD, you know, uh, respiratory conditions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a few of our companies. Uh, another one's called Two Sense. They have a, a product. They were recently acquired by Baxter. They have a, a product that monitors your your heart health. So yeah, a bunch of our companies so have I- in the market. So I have to ask, have you been working with anybody on anything COVID-related? 
I think the closest one to COVID would be our investment in Spire. Uh, they're a San Francisco-based company. They're shipping product. And, you know, they do COPD monitoring, so they can help pulmonologists who have clinics kind of receive information about their patients' respiratory rates and, you know, kind of detect if, if those are increasing that maybe it's time to call that patient in. And that kind of reduces the normal everyday uh, traffic of patients and helps those at-risk patients stay home and still feel like they're being monitored um, carefully. That's very cool. So you guys are technologists. I mean, you know technology as well as anybody. How deep yeah. do you get in with these people you're funding? Are you helping them design stuff or are you hands-off? And I don't mean you personally. I mean, you know, the, the folks at Maxim Ventures. Yeah, so we get involved and you know, listen to their inputs. In, in some cases, we've made minor modifications to our existing chips based on their inputs. And I wouldn't say that's the norm, but we've done that. Other, other times we've gotten in there and we've suggested products that they can use, which I think is a win-win um, because sometimes, you know, the customer is unaware that we have some products that are on the verge of announcing, and this allows us to expose them to that. And then we win because we can get components into, you know, what we hope to be a growth product. So it's a way of, of kind of getting in early in some of these medical applications. I could elaborate on that a little bit more, too, if that's the direction you want to go. Well, it sounds like you're cheating. You're telling people what to design to, to give them a head start, I, I guess. You know, it's, it's, guess it's, it's a funny thing. There, there's been many situations where we've been, had the opportunity to design things in. And, you know, when you look at what they want to design in, it's products that don't really – they're not enabling. They don't add a lot of value. And we kind of stayed away from that because in the long run, eventually common sense kind of – catches up with you. And if you do something that just doesn't make sense because maybe somebody has, you know, an investment they want to make and you do something you, that isn't wise, we, we try to avoid, we, we try to avoid that. And it's just not good business. There's plenty of customers out there for us to, man, if, to if I had a nickel for every with. stupid design that came out, I wouldn't have to work anymore. You look at something and saying, you're like, what are you thinking? You know, when you're, you know, isn't there somebody who, you know, on the team who says nobody's ever going to use this. So, you know, Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you there. You know, but along those lines, like in innovation, innovation usually comes when, when people from kind of separate backgrounds come together and they realize, like, they both have things to contribute toward the problem. So, you know, in the focus on medical, we, we find that there's a lot of founders uh, who are doctors or scientists. That's their background. And they know a little bit about electronics. So they're able to, to put together maybe a proof of concept, a level design. Uh, and then we get involved and we kind of say, hey, you know, there's, there's products on there that, you know, there are better products in the market. There are better ways of laying out the system. There's just better ways of doing it because we're electronics experts, right? We're engineering experts. And I think it's a pretty good combination um, where we're able to help them on their weak points and we're able to learn a lot from their strong points. So, yeah. That's a really good point. And I remember working with a company years ago where they had a doctor on, on staff. Um, it was actually a, a surgeon on staff because they were designing these things. And it was like, well, you know, the doctor likes to put his index finger here. So you need to, to redesign this this way. And it's stuff that the, an engineer wouldn't have ever thought of, right. but the doctor, it's, yeah. just, it's just second nature. That's cool stuff. So yeah, you would knowledge, mention, right, that both people have and you kind of – Unless, unless you're with someone, you, you, 
you just make bad assumptions. But when you're with someone who actually does it on a day-to-day basis, it can kind of say. Well, I up. never make bad assumptions, but you know. <laughs> Nor do I. <laughs> but I so you had started to get in. <laughs> you had started to go down the IoT path. Uh, are some of the products that you guys are talking about related to IoT? I, I think so. I mean, you look at IoT, and it's about gathering data and somehow collecting that and putting it up where, where you can use it as labeled data or you can see trends. Um, and I would say the majority of our products fall into that category of, of really trying to monitor people's vital signs um, so you can get better trends. And then you know, collecting that, usually it's collected uh, on a cell phone and then sent up to the cloud. So I think mm-hmm. that all falls into the IoT category. But now you're into this space where uh, security has to be paramount. Um, oh, yeah. Does Maxim get involved in that? Yeah, we get involved in a, in a few ways. Maxim has a pretty strong business in security. I mean, I don't know if you're aware of this. About a third of the financial terminals in the world right now, you know, like when you check out and there's a gray box with the green dot button and the red button, about a third of those, the main secure microcontroller inside those is made by Maxim, designed and made by Maxim. Uh, so we have a, a great level of, uh, of understanding of security at the microcontroller level, as well as products like authenticators, which can be used in a variety of ways. But these are relatively low-cost uh, additional products you can put into a disposable, for example, and uh, prevent these from like um, uh, stealing the IP off of that or, or logging into it and gathering it or uh, multiple use. Like you can restrict the number of uses of a particular piece of equipment or you can make sure someone can't, uh, can't put it on a counter, make a counterfeit kind of disposable product. And we, we're a real, probably the market leader in authenticator type products. Very interesting. So, so we're almost out of time here. So one of the questions I have for you, how, let's see, what's the right way to say this? How out there are some of these products? Are, are you looking to fund something that may not have a return for five to ten years, or are you guys looking for things that are pretty close to market ready? Yeah, I mean, we're more, uh, we're more market ready. We invest in Series B. Typically, they're past the proof of – there's three stages typically, right? There's the proof of concept stage. Then they build a prototype. The customer builds a prototype. And then they get to like a production so we try to get involved when they're between that, that prototype and that production and when they're bringing on their first big institutional investor and we feel like you know, they'll have a product in the marketplace within, within a couple of years and selling. So they're kind of at that stage. And that's really, you know, we like, that's when we make our investments, but we like to be involved a little bit earlier. So we, we have a whole program where we, and I think this is important for startups and, and other semiconductor and other component makers to understand that, there's a lot of innovation going on at the SMB space, but it's really hard to provide cost-effective support to those customers. And so, you know, to the, to the extent you can be cost-effective in providing support to a broad number of customers, you, you can kind of seed the market that way. And that's one of the, the, the things that we're trying to do, is provide that cost-effective app support. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Well. Uh, I'm sorry we're out of time, but uh, this is something that we probably could have talked about for a long time. Um, so thank you for joining me, Chris. Hey, it's been a real pleasure. The time really flies by, and uh, thanks for providing this forum for, for discussing this stuff.
My pleasure. That was Chris Neal. He is a senior vice president with Maxim Integrated, and he's the head of Maxim Ventures, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media. You have a great day, Chris. Thank you, Rich. You too. Bye now.